0: What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're listening to Miller Thomas, host of this wonderful podcast. Go check out all my latest work on my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see my work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. So if you want to see my latest work, I suggest you go check that out. That's millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. Now, we got another pack show for you guys today. For segment number one today, we're going to be talking about Madison Bumgarner. As we continue to break down a player every day till the start of the 2020 MLB season, we'll take a look at his 2019 season with the Giants. What he can do for the D-backs in the 2020 MLB season. Then for segment number two today, it's where are we at Wednesday. So we'll take a look at where the D-backs right are, are right now as we are heading into the 2020 MLB season. Obviously, it hasn't started yet. So, we'll just do a little preview and just talk about where they are right now and how they look and what we feel about the team heading into spring training and the regular season. But if your company is interested in men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So, if you want men between 18 and 44, this is your spot. Plus our rates are the most reasonable around, so email me at lockdimbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, as I just mentioned, we are gonna be talking about Madison Bumgarner today as we break down as we break him down our player spotlight review. So let's jump right into it. Madison Bumgarner was poached this offseason by Mike Hazen. You know, he's been wheeling and dealing this offseason retooling this team, rebuilding this team and he got Madison Bumgarner for a 5-year, 85 million dollar contract, which is a bargain for a guy like that. A lot of reports heading into free agency said he was expected to see a 100 million dollars. So the fact that he only got 85, I can't even do the math on that over 5 years. That's less than what $20 million a year over the course of five years, so that is a bargain for a guy like Madison Bumgarner who is a four-time All-Star. He made the All-Star team from 2013 to 2016, four consecutive seasons, and he's a three-time World Series champion. I think he's going to be such a critical piece of this team, not just because he's going to be the ace of the staff, but also what he provides in his intangibles. He's a winner. He has that winning pedigree. He knows what it takes to be a champion. A lot of these guys on Dimebacks have, they don't have too much playoff experience, and they don't have a lot of World Series experience. They don't know what it's like to reach the mountaintop. And Madison Bumgarner does. He knows what the peak feels like, and he knows what it's like to climb over the peak and and get that glory, win the championship, and feel the all the adulation from the crowd, the fans, and from all the work you've been putting in over the years. And that's what you want—the ultimate culmination and all of it. The World Series champion, uh, the World Series championship. That's what Madison Bumgarner has been able to do in his career three times over. World Series champion. And it's not like he's a passenger on the bandwagon to the World Series. He's the one driving the bus, okay? This guy has been a beast in the World Series. If you take a look at his numbers, he has a 2.11 ERA in the postseason. That's in totality. All the postseason games he's played, he has a 2.11 ERA. So that right there is phenomenal. And then in four World Series starts over the course of 38 innings pitch, he's given up one run. So in four starts, 38 innings, he's given up one run. This guy's been practically unhittable when it comes to the World Series. So if the Dimebacks ever are able to make it there themselves, this guy's gonna be the guy you want to lean on. He's gonna be the horse of the staff. He's gonna he's gonna go out there and just pitch his heart out. And and he always wears his heart on the on his sleeve, so you know he's gonna put everything he has into it. And he and he's just a beast. He's a horse. You know he's gonna go out there in the last World Series in 2016. He made two starts because he wasn't scared of short rest. He he wanted to go out, he wanted to go out there and pitch for his guys. He even came out the bullpen a couple times. So you know he wants to do it all for his team. It's also evident by how many innings pitch he has. If I take a look here and count them up. One, two, three, four, five. Five, six, seven times in his career, he's gone over 200 innings pitch, which is just phenomenal, with a 3.13 career ERA. That is also just phenomenal. Two amazing stats, and look at how many times he's had over 200 strikeouts in a season. Let's see, one, two, three, four times another season where he had 199, and a couple seasons where he had 191. So he's going to give you 200 innings, 200 strikeouts, and a sub-3-2 ERA. But coming off of last season, it was arguably the worst season of his career. He did a career high in ERA in 3.9, but he still, he still had over 200 strikeouts and over 200 innings pitched, so there's still other great things he can do. You would love to see that ERA stay below 4, so if he can do that, he's still going to be the ace of the staff. In uh, 2020, Archie Bradley said he's going to be the tone setter for this team, and I truly believe that. The Diamondbacks just have so many young pitchers on their roster, so many guys with not too many experience. We look at guys like Zach Allen and some other guys. These guys have a handful of starts under their belts. Zach Allen only has 15 starts to his name. So a guy like Madison Bumgarner who's tried and true, who's done so much in this game, who's a champion multiple th- multiple times over, an all-star multiple times over. He's the guy that's going to set this tone, and he's going to be the guy that those younger players look up to because they know what kind of work ethic he has and what kind of player he is. And the crazy thing about Madison Bumgarner is actually he's better in close game situations, and a lot of that Like, when you look at that postseason numbers, uh, those postseason games a lot of times are close. You don't see too many blowouts in the postseason because games get uh, closer, games get tighter, pitching gets better. Hitting, you know, it usually takes a step back because pitching usually takes a step up. So in those close games, Madison Bumgarner really shines. If we just take a look at last year, his splits, they are pretty phenomenal in terms of the difference between close games and, blowouts when he was getting at least two runs of run support so if his team scored at least two runs for him it, his era was 3.18 3.18 and then <coughs> excuse me guys and then in games when he and when he got at least six runs of run support his era ballooned above five so a 3.1 ERA when the game when he's getting two runs or less and then above 5 when getting six runs or more. So he actually likes it when he gets less run support because then he's then he has to be more on his A game and then he can't take pitches off. He's going to be locked in every pitch. And that's just the kind of player he is. Now the only thing that does concern me about Madison Bumgarner is those home away splits? Uh, the where the Giants play, it's a very pitcher-friendly ballpark. You got those large outfields, so it's easier for guys to, you know, track down fly balls. The, the not too many balls are going to leave the park when you play against the Giants because it's just such a deep ballpark. Those fences are so far back, so you're going you see the ball fly out just a little bit less. And we take a look at his home away splits. When uh, facing opposing hitters, hitters batted 213 against Madison Bumgarner at home and he had a 2.93 ERA. So, hitters batted 213 and he had a 2.93 ERA at Giants Stadium. And then when he went on the road, batters hit 286 and his ERA ballooned to 5.29. So, just like his other splits, there's a big difference there. And that's what you really have to be concerned with if you're a D backs fan. You don't want a a Madison Bumgarner splits to, or you don't want his stats to lean toward the way of his away splits. You don't want to see that ERA get above 5 and hitters get uh, more consistent production against Madison Bumgarner. You hope he can take his home splits that he had and transfer them to Chase Field. It's okay if his away splits are a little bit worse than his home splits if he does that for the D-backs. But we don't want to see is his away splits with the Giants be the same as his home splits with the D-backs. That will not work if the, if the D-backs have any chance of contending this season. Madison Bum Bumgarner is going to be a big piece in anything they do on their way to the playoffs. If they have any hopes of making it this year, they're definitely going to need Madison Bumgarner to be the ace of this staff this season. Now, you guys are going to want to stay tuned for segment number two today because it is where are we at Wednesdays here. We are going to be talking about how the Dimebacks look right now as we head into spring training and the 2020 MLB Regular season, and we'll bring that segment number two for you today, right after this quick message. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that the Locked On Diamondbacks is a great way for your local business to reach to reach passionate sports fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Lockdown gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners—not just any podcast listener, a locked-on podcast listener. If your, comp- if your company wants to connect with Dimeback fans in a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with a disposable income, let's put your company right here on this Lockdown podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word "advertising" to three three. Seven seven seven, or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. Let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 3 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back again to the Locked On Dimebacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for joining me today for segment number two. And guess what, guys? It's where we at Wednesday, so I'm going to take a look to see where the Dimebacks are right now in the landscape of baseball as we head into spring training and the 2020 MLB regular season. So to start off, I just want to talk about Mike Hazen a little bit. He had a couple appearances on Doug and Wolf the last couple of days. So I just want to give a couple quotes he said. On Monday, he went on Doug and Wolf and they were talking about basically just uh, Nick Ahmed because that's when he was signed to his extension. He was signed to it. Monday afternoon was when the news come down, and I thought it was a pretty good move for the Diamondbacks. were able to lock up their shortstop to a four-year, $32 million, $32.5 million contract. I can't forget that half a million dollars. I wish I had that right now. And I thought it was a pretty good deal. It's a pretty bargain contract. Mike Hazen does a great job of giving his players uh, contracts are both... Friendly for the team and still giving great value to the player themselves, so I think Mike Hazen might be the smartest GM in the business at doing that. And this is what he had to say on the signing of Mike. Uh, This is what Mike Hazen had to say on the signing of Nick Ahmed. We've seen a steady commitment to an approach working with him that has really moved him forward as an offensive player. Given the way he plays defense, he's always going to be a positive contributor in any way. How he's rounded himself out offensively at the Major League level over the last few years has been something that we've really benef- benefited from and will continue to benefit from. That's right, Mike Hazen. Because Nick Ahmed has steadily increased his offensive production for the Diamondbacks, he's been a real integ- integral part of their team as a whole. If you just take a look at his numbers, the last three years they've been improving steadily. Uh, just because he came into the league as a non-offensive player. So the fact that his numbers have been improving steadily over the last few seasons is really great. I mean, he, he's a career 250 hitter so or uh, actually below that. He's like more in the 230s. He he just had his career high in batting average this past season with 254. So he's not a career 250 hitter. So the fact that he was even able to get it up to to uh, 254 was pretty impressive in that. And to go along, he had 19 home runs, 80 ribbies, 80 runs scored. So all that is great. And then the thing that you really like about Nick Ahmed is that he's a defensive wizard. He's won the last two gold gloves for the Arizona Dimebacks. That hasn't been done by an infielder since Orlando Hudson in 06 and 07. He's the first shortstop ever to win back-to-back Gold gloves in the Dimebacks franchise history. So he may he's making his mark and making history as a defensive player for the Arizona Dimebacks. Now one other thing that uh, Mike Hazen said this past week, he actually said it today on the Doug and Wolf show, and I thought it was pretty interesting because they were just talking a little bit about the Astros' sign-stealing scandal. This is what, uh, and basically Doug and Wolf were, was grilling him, whether that's even the GM's responsibility to know something like that because they're not in the clubhouse as much as the coach or anything. They're really supposed to be overseers of the team. You don't want your GM meddling too much within the day-to-day personnel, but you do want to let that coach have the freedom to make decisions, so you don't want to be breathing down their neck. So this is what Mike Hazen had to say, that if any of that responsibility falls on his shoulders, if they were in the same predicament. He said, yes, yes, 100%. It's 100% my responsibility. End of story. I guess that's all he needs to say if you're Mike Hazen. It is end of story. If you're the GM of a team... That means your fingerprints are all over the makeup of the team. And ultimately, you're the one who decides most of the roster decisions. You decide who the coach is. You decide who the players are. So if there's malfeasance below you, it obviously looks bad on who's on top and it creeps back up their stairwell. It's like a pyramid scheme. If the foundation on the bottom is, you know, poison, then it's going to poison the whole well and creep all the way to the top. So it is on the GM's responsibility to make sure his team is doing all the right things. You don't want to be constantly looking over the shoulder of the managers and players, but you do want to make sure they're on the right track and not doing anything that could put your team in jeopardy and make sure they're always doing the right thing and playing baseball the right way. Now, one more thing that I want to talk to you guys about today on this, where we at Wednesday is because I do want to talk about where we are right now because Bleacher Report uh, writer Joel Ruder released an article today. He did MOB power rankings. And can you guess? Can you guys guess where he had the Arizona Dimebacks? He had the Arizona Dimebacks as the 15th best team. The exact definition of middle of the pack. And I don't think he's too far off, but I would have the dime just slightly higher, at least 12. Because let me tell you the teams real quick who are ahead of the Arizona Dimebacks. He has the Chicago Cubs. Okay, but the New York Mets ahead of the Arizona Dimebacks? No, sir. Oakland Athletics? No, sir. Milwaukee Brewers? No, sir. So those are three teams right there that I believe are worse than the Arizona Diamondbacks, and he has a team like the Atlanta Braves all the way up at number five. I think he's a little bit too hot on the Atlanta Braves, and he said the Arizona Diamondbacks are fringe contenders because he did basically tiers of each team, and he thinks the Arizona Diamondbacks are fringe fringe contenders. He said the Arizona Diamondbacks quietly won 85 games last season, thanks in part to a 31 and 22 finish over the final two months of the season, and they use that as a springboard into the busy offseason. Veteran starter Madison Bumgarner signed, uh, Cole Calhoun, and setup man Junior Guerrero were added in free agency while Starling Marte was acquired in a trade with Pittsburgh. While those additions Will those additions be enough to push them over the top in the NL wildcard race? And I think it will, Joe Reuter. I love those additions you just named. Madison Bumgarner, ace, right field with Cole Calhoun, solid starter, 30 home run guy. Junior Guerrero, 3-sub-ERA. He's a beast at the back end of your bullpen, which was a big area of need for the Arizona Dimebacks. Then you acquired a a two-time Gold Glove winner in Starling Marte, an all-star. So I think the culmination of all those guys, plus you got another guy in Steven Voigt. He's going to be a utility man catcher for you. So I love all the additions Mike Hazen has done this offseason. He's paid his players. He's just made everyone happy. So I think Mike Hazen's done a great job of building this team. I think Torrey Lavelle's going to do a great job of leading this team. And I think the Dimebacks are going to be right there. The NL Wild Card race. If you guys have been listening to the podcast over the past week, I consistently say the over/under for them is 87 and a half wins. I'm gonna take the over. I'm projecting them at 90 to 92 wins in a Wild Card berth, and not just a second Wild Card, but the first spot in the Wild Card playoffs. So I think that's where the Dimebacks are gonna finish by the end of the 2020 MLB regular season. That's it for day, for today's show. Thank you to everyone for tuning in on this Where We At Wednesday. You guys are going to want to tune in back tomorrow because I'm going to be breaking down one of my favorite players on the Diamondbacks, my breakout candidate, Zach Gallen, in our spotlight player review. And then you guys are also going to want to tweet me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at Twitter or you can email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com. Tomorrow is Theme Thursday, so that means you guys could tweet me or email me your topics, questions, whatever you guys want me to discuss on the air. Again, that's locked on Dimebacks on Twitter, and that's locked on Dimebacks at gmail.com. Either one works. Don't forget to do that. It's Theme Thursday. I'm going to be answering all your questions. And before you go, if your company is interested in men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Dimebacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 to 44. So if you want men in that age range, I suggest you email me at LockedOnDimebacks at gmail.com to find out more. Thank you to everyone for listening today. Peace.